Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Some employees feel that their salary doesn't fairly reflect the work that they do. And so what do you do when a staff member asks for a pay rise? Karen Gately says you should be willing to at least listen to them. Karen is an HR expert, advising businesses across the country on people and cultural issues, and she's founder and CEO of Corporate Dojo. When it comes to pay rises, she says it's important to consider many factors, including industry standards and your own company's financial situation. Chris Ashmore begins by asking Karen, how does a boss decide what to pay their employees? I think the logical starting point is understanding what the market rates are. You know, obviously in some cases we've got awards that will guide us and then in the absence of that there's lots of market data that's available out there. So I think we need to start by doing our research, understanding what is the typical range of salary or pay for a particular job and then deciding where within that range you think an individual should be paid. When it comes to employing a new employee, particularly a junior worker, is it worth erring on the side of providing them a lower salary and then seeing how things go? That's definitely a strategy a lot of the organisations we work with deploy that, you know, that's the start at a certain level, but then that's assess that candidate's level of competence and their character and how they're turning up each day. And we need to be willing to then look at at least reviewing that pay and then potentially adjusting that pay in a, you know, a short order of time. So, if the probationary period's six months, then we might want to, at that six-month point, actually bump their pay up if they have actually met our expectations. If we're going to wait for a whole year, I think that's too long. I think we run the risk of those team members recognising that they actually are valuable and looking for opportunities outside of the organisation. We can't underestimate how often the recruiters are tapping our people on the shoulder and letting them know, you know, what sort of money they could be earning. So it may make sense to to start lower, but then shifting up that pay scale pretty quickly if we are comfortable that we've found the right person. I suppose employees are more aware of the going rates within the market than bosses are really. People have always spoken about pay. You know, I think a lot of employers have tried to stop people having those conversations over time. But the reality is people do compare. And even if it's not comparing within your business, say, for example, you've got somebody who's gone through university, they've got other people, their friends who have graduated with a similar qualification. You know, those those people are sitting around at the barbecue or whatever it is they're doing, talking about what their, their compensation levels are. So, yeah, we need to assume that those people do have insight. Okay. So when it does come to offering a pay rise, is there a good time to do it? Look, I'm a fan of doing pay reviews um, as a whole company exercise, 
but then also at the same time being willing to do special consideration reviews throughout the year as well. So the advantage of doing it in an annual cycle, whether that's, you know, financial year end or calendar year end or some other point in time that you select as a business, is that you can take a consistent approach across your whole workforce and apply, you know, your tools to make sure that you're thinking about pay in the context of performance and you're doing your market research in one batch, if you like, et cetera. Um, but if we rigidly just stick to that, we may miss the opportunity to retain a team member that's really important to our business. And we need to also recognize that at certain stages of our career, we could be growing quite quickly. So an annual cycle may not actually allow us to keep pace with that person's value in our business. Uh-huh. Question on bonuses. So if you provide an employee a pay rise, that's kind of set in stone, but a bonus that can come and go depending on the cash flow of the business and how things are are faring. Is that a consideration when it comes to pay rises? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we do need to make sure that our base compensation, so our salary, our superannuation is is competitive, as I've already said, but then to incentivise those who go above and beyond, I think is also an important opportunity. And as you pointed out, you know, often that will relate to company performance. It's not just the individual's performance, but I think thinking about, okay, what are the standards of company performance at the point where we then create a pool of opportunity or pool of financial resources to then distribute to other members of the team. I think at that point, being able to distinguish who has been a top performer versus that average performer, we need to, in other words, discriminate on the basis of performance. Because I think one of the things that really upsets high performance is that when everybody gets the same, it's a demotivating influence. It's like, well, why am I striving? Why am I kicking so many goals when the person cruising next to me has that same opportunity? And then I think the other comment I would make in in some professions, it's especially important. So you're unlikely to get a highly talented, motivated salesperson, for example, without being willing to provide some kind of bonus or commission structure as part of their total reward package. There's always a next step for your business. There's always help at every stage. As you grow your business, we're here to support you every step of the way. Move forward with Mazars. Visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S.com.au. Now, pensioners, they get a pay rise twice a year from Centrelink in line with CPI measured inflation. Is it reasonable for employees to also expect their pay packet to increase because of inflation? Yeah, I think, you know, employers who are competitive in the space certainly provide that. You know, I think as a starting point when we're thinking about, okay, it's annual pay review time, thinking about where is that CPI point sitting. Um, but also in our industry, what are the average changes, if you like? And again, there's lots of freely available data that's published around this. So what's happening from a CPI perspective? What's happening from a, an industry perspective? And then setting our distribution of pay increases with that as the the foundation. Obviously, whenever we're making these kinds of decisions, there's an overlay of affordability for the business. So we need to be mindful that if CPI is increasing, then the value of somebody's package is decreasing if we don't shift alongside it. But we also obviously need to make sure that the business is viable, sustainable if we're increasing our payroll at that level. 
So I think, you know, in recent years, I've seen a lot more employers make decisions that are less than CPI, particularly coming out of COVID and the challenges that they've faced. But they've been wanting to send a strong signal to the team that we are still trying to be fair. We are still trying to share in the rewards of creating the success in the business. What do you say to an employee who perhaps out of the blue asks for a pay rise? I think we need to at least be willing to have the conversation. I think we're naive if we think we can just say, no, it's not pay review time, not interested in having this conversation. You know, really in, in that moment, we're forcing somebody to go look elsewhere for that increase. Now, if this is an underperformer, somebody you're not particularly concerned about retaining, well, then you might want to run that gauntlet. But, you know, I think it is wise to at least be willing to engage in the conversation, understand why the person's asking for a pay review. Sometimes that's just because their cost of living has gone up or, you know, they want to earn more money. I think whilst we can have empathy for that, we do need to anchor our focus as an employer to the value that that person is bringing. And again, the the market rate for the role that they're performing. So I think the starting point is to give sincere consideration to express empathy for someone's desire to earn more money. But in some circumstances, we need to help that individual to understand what more they need to do to actually earn that pay rise. So, you know, that might be them having to upskill or in some cases, you know, people need to actually earn themselves a promotion to get to that next level of of income. So having the conversation is a great opportunity. It doesn't mean that it then turns into a pay review, but it does allow us to at least influence that person's awareness, commitment and ongoing engagement with the business. Can an employee's pay ever decrease? Are you allowed to even do that? I think the only circumstances where we could do that is if we're renegotiating contracts. So it might be that the business is in real trouble and in order for us to survive, we need to rejig, you know, the, the expenses, if you like. But, you know, I think in those circumstances, the employee would have reason to argue that their role has been made redundant. If it's at a, a completely different pay level, then I think the employer is going to really struggle to win that argument. I think that there are examples of people being demoted, but in that demotion scenario, it's for whatever reason, this job's either gone away or we've agreed that you don't have the skills or capabilities to perform an acceptable standard in that role. Rather than you losing employment entirely, we will renegotiate a different job for you that it's a, is at a lower pay level. So again, that's a case where they're actually stepping out of one role into another role and it's a new employment agreement. We can't just take money away from people because we feel like it. Right. Now, there are other ways to remunerate an employee, though, without pay increases. Yeah, absolutely. The other ways that we can remunerate people is by providing benefits that have a financial value or a monetary value. So an example of this might be that we're providing free gym memberships to our team. Obviously, they're not free. Somebody's actually paying for them. But, you know, we can provide that benefit to our employees and help them to understand the value of that. There are ways in which we can negotiate on a group level discounted services or, you know, preferable fees or price rates for certain products or services that we then make available to to our staff again. So, 
again, there's lots of ways for employers to actually think creatively in this space. You know, how can we ultimately take away some expenses from our employees' lifestyle or create advantage in terms of how they can access certain things that ultimately do hit the individual's bottom line, you know, in terms of their overall financial position. So again, there's there's lots of examples of that. And I think, again, progressive employers think hard about those things and how they can have that impact. That was Karen Gately, CEO of Corporate Dojo. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.